bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I am Julie. And I'm Brandy. And this is the podcast where we recap the week in politics like we're recapping an episode of reality TV. Well, it's our two-year anniversary, Meow Meow. Did you know? No. It's... Right now? One week ago. Whoa. This week, we um, was our very first episode of Dumb, Dumb Gay Politics on iTunes. Wow. Two years ago. Two years ago. T- well, today's December 4th. Our first episode debuted on December 6th, 2016. Oh. So wow. it's our two year anniversary. We have done this fucking podcast oh every single week, except for July 4th week. Um, oh, my God. Of 2017 and 2018. That's 103 total episodes, which checks out oh because Dumb Gay Election Day was actually our 100th episode and we didn't even celebrate it. But we're fucking celebrating this. So, well, happy anniversary. Yeah, it's pretty weird, right? It is very weird. Who thought we would have gotten this? Oh, who would have thought we would have gotten this far? Wow. It's pretty crazy. I mean, we still don't make any money on this. It's two years. Hey, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty normal to do a job for two years yeah. and not make any money. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. 14 listeners. We got two years, zero dollars, and 14 listeners. We love you guys. Wow. Um, but we have our Patreon podcast. We do. And that has been um, now that has been. God, I'm, my mind is blown. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we have a Patreon girl. Our two year uh, anniversary for the Patreon won't be until the summer. OK. Um, if you haven't joined up, you can go to www.patreon.com slash dumb gay politics. Nacho. What is it? He's got an entire granola bar out of my backpack. And is it open? He's eating it. That's definitely from someone. It was a gift. That's completely from someone. Sorry. So, oh, my God. So many people have gotten us granola bars. There's like, Julie has them in every room, all in her truck, every drawer and holder in her truck. Nacho, get a hold of yourself. He went into the bathroom. He's acting like he's starved. He was shaking and watching me while we were eating lunch, and I was like, it's not going to work, buddy. And I did give him some. Oh, I mean, but going into the bag, going into my backpack, taking out the full granola bar. And then okay? opening it. And was like, it already open? Well, it opened it because well, I had one bar earlier. you should not be opening those. Those are so fucking crumbly. The inside of your back, I can see it right now. It's just laying nude <laughs> well, just in the backpack. There, I just put it there because he was eating it. I had to move it. Oh, I'm glad. I- so go to patreon.com slash dumb gay politics. Sign up for our Patreon podcast. We are trying to get to to um, 2000 um, patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then instead of offering an hour long podcast for a dollar, we're going to offer 
two separate hour long podcasts a week for a dollar. So right. um, when it gets to 2000, we're going to do that. And hopefully we hit that by our two year anniversary of that, which is the summer. <sighs> well, happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy anniversary <laughs> to you. Very weird and exciting. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. We've been doing the podcast for two years, but we've been working together for 10. And thanks to Jennifer Johnson, our esteemed digital artist, we finally have a website too. <laughs> digital www.julianbrandy.com. Julianbrandy.com. Who'd have thought that day would come either? I know. It's so weird. Like right to, to coincide with our two-year anniversary. Which is pretty amazing. And you can find out about all our live shows and buy merch. Now there's merch too. Yeah. <laughs> T-shirts to sit on the website that no one will buy. I mean... You know, listen, at some point, it's just going to explode. It really it's is. It's going to explode. What will we do when we make 50 cents a week? It's like going to be so amazing. <laughs> I don't know. We want to thank Craig Heard McKenney. Um, thank you, Craig. He's producing our live show, our live podcast in Seattle. It's in like two weeks. Fucking nightmare. I know. Nightmare. You're so thrilled. You're so thrilled. So it's December 12th. <laughs> Craig is 100% responsible for getting us um, a Seattle senator, the Se one Seattle senator named Marco Lilas mm -hmm. as our special guest. He's 100% responsible for everything going on in Seattle. Pretty much, yep. And um, we're, we've been talking to Tomboy X. They might be coming with some free swag. Bless you. Thank you. Um, the Seattle Lesbian, thank you for promoting us. They um, do um, Seattle Women's Pride. And the W... The W Hotel is putting us up for free hunty. And thank God, because we don't have any fundages. No, and <laughs> we are going to be doing a little special something something the next day uh, in their sound suite. But that's not for the audience, but that will be for the show. Yeah, for the podcast. So they are awesome and an incredible sponsor. And that hotel is gorgeous. And I highly recommend anyone to go there because it really is quite beautiful. So you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and um, find the link to buy um, tickets if you're in the Pacific nor Northwest for our Seattle show. We also have a New Orleans show on January 19th and now an Austin show on February 16th. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so all of your live show nightmares are coming true. <laughs> that's right. They really are. I am like waking up in a cold sweat like, oh, this isn't the time to be sober. I mean, we are forcing you to do these but it's gonna be okay you know listen we gotta face our fears and do do these things and they're ultimately they're fun and people come and we love to see you there and we hope that you we that you that you show up now seattle's gonna be extra special because linda james who um the very first time i ever did a podcast just the same time you ever did a podcast yes. was with linda that's right on johnny's podcast mm -hmm. linda is is a podcast maven and um, also just a drag superstar and everything under the sun, just a trailblazer, quite frankly. And Linda is m drag manning it up in, in Seattle yeah. now, relocated from New York. And uh -huh. Linda James will be doing Sweet Transvestite, Ugh. a man drag version of Sweet Transvestite uh. at the end of the live show. It really feels... Full no, circle. That's a show. Yeah. And that is full circle. That's true. Yeah. Not only is it a full show, finally, we finally uh, caught our groove with the live show, with the performance of Sweet Transvestite. And we just love Linda. I've been friends with, with him for years, and mm -hmm. um, there couldn't be anything more perfect. And it's going to be no. like, see you fucking later, 2018. <laughs> 
I just feel like all these like little things at the end are just like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. That's a nice feeling, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's 2019 fresh. Yep. 2019. Fresh. It's, it's on and popping for I sure. I always forget to say 2019. Um, we got some more um, picture postcards from our friends to go mm-hmm. on our drug dead and bulletin board. Mm-hmm. Um, joining Jesse Guarcio, Hattie, Basic Butch Cat, Yvette, Amber and Kiki, Andione <laughs> and Harry, Joey O'Shea, Rachel Beats, R- Sarah Wybright, Jess mm-hmm. Mahan, Poppy and Kel, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the kooky cute uh-huh. dogs. Yeah. Dana Lundy and, and Lucy and Melville, Renee McCann and her sweet boo, Devin Vrana. Um, Rachel Beats, Gabby Jones. We have, I mean, it's like Ashley Ryder, Brian Layton, Penny Daniel, <laughs> Laura Muller, Ange is on there, Jen and Lisa. Let's see, who else do we have? Rachel Finn, Jennifer Johnson, Lulu Danzig, Jeff Mahegan. Yeah, I mean, it's, Julie Lang. It's on. I mean, it's it's the the the, the bulletin board. It's full. It is full and we're and it's filling up. It's we have more. I mean, there's still more piles to be labeled. <sighs> These came in. Okay. Um, okay, so let's see. We got so Sarah Decker, the Gorgina girl who sent us um the picture of a Star Trek spaceship. What's it called? It's called the USS Enterprise. Okay. It was like a Van Gogh style, right? Painting. Mm-hmm. And Julie took it to like get it framed. You know, she's mm-hmm. all Hot and bothered when she looks at it. So I am. She sent us a postcard from postsnap.com. The shit is like glossy, oh, glossy. and baller, yeah. girl. I mean, like, okay, read us her card. Okay. Uh, dear Julie and Brandy, this is a picture of my uncle Brad and I, um, who is also a listener of DGP. Not not of Patreon because he is, he is a tight ass. Uncle Brad, we- <laughs> get your life, okay? Get your Patreon life we of, immediately. We, we have so many Brads in our lives. And I love that 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 Sarah won't share the Patreon with Brad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sarah, just feel free to give him the link or however or your sign-in info. Uh, She's like, my my password is Sarah Decker at Gmail. <laughs> I mean, my, my sign-in and then my password is Uncle Brad's a tight ass. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Um... We are pre-gaming before a Dead and Company concert in Boulder, Colorado this July. The the balloons we the balloons we are holding are of course filled with nitrous, so only fitting it goes in the drug den. I did indeed send the poster of the USS Enterprise because I also find Star Trek and Star Trek Next Generation extremely relaxing. Space Seed is my go-to episode for the simple fact I love Khan. And it's a prelude to the movie The Wrath of Khan, but I digress. I myself have been swimming in the goddamn fucking deep, dark feelings pool. Thank you for always putting a smile on my face. Sincerely, number 14, Sarah Decker. Sarah, love you. Love you for using post-snap. Love this picture. Have you ever done nitrous balloon, like whippets or popper? This is whippets, right? Nitrous balloon? Nitrous like is nitrous? not whippets. Oh. No. That's like just helium. But that's oh, just when you oh, go, oh, you go, oh, oh, oh. and then you talk in a loud voice. Excuse me. I mean, a high voice. Uh, that's helium, yeah. Beat a dumpling? Oh, What's wrong with the animals? God. What are you doing? <laughs> um, what are you doing? Anyway, I love... This is definitely going right on the drug den. Brad looks like a barrel of laughs. <laughs> like, isn't... I just like to picture that Brad is like her mom's brother. Yes, and her mom's yeah. like, Brad, 
Don't take Sarah to Dead and Company shows and get her high on nitrous, please. I told you last time I didn't want her doing that. Can you not do acid with my daughter, please, Brad? And he's like, come on, I'm the cool uncle. We have to teach her these things. She's safe with me. Come on, And like Brad never moved out. (laughs) Liz, (laughs) Brad never moved out from the parents' house. (laughs) Um, Okay, so then Liam P., sent us a big postcard also oh. from post snap these things are like headshots like i'm Huge. straight up gonna yeah. do my headshots in this um and his is amazing and gorging gorgy and glossy um they're so fucking genius these postcards that we're literally gonna see if they'll advertise on the podcast we're like gonna reach out to them and be like hey um we've been promoting you do you want to advertise <laughs> um so liam sent a pic of him and i don't know his partner husband boyfriend ex who know friend who knows and his two sons in front of what we think could be the Tower of London. So here, ma'am, meow. I mean, must we with the papers? <laughs> I want it to sound like I'm doing something important. Hey, J&B, second attempt, copying the great idea. Your podcast and your appearance on Johnny Johnny's podcast, Eight Flies, has got me through so much. Uh, not least the adoption of my two cuties in the pick. I'm on the left and my partner Rob is in the middle. I make them oh, all listen. Oh, his partner, partner Rob. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I make them all listen quietly in the vein of, be quiet, Nacho. I love your rage. Never stop. Love always. Liam P. And and true to form, Nacho has already been bugging and so has Dumpling. Yep. Um, Liam, you are an 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 oldie but goodie OG. And I don't mean oldie about your age, but AIDS fly. <laughs> that was like 150 years ago when the fly flew in my mouth at San Diego Pride. And like, yeah. I swear, like 2011, it was like I got on Twitter after that. Or something. It was like my first tweet. Oh, that God. That's when and if you hadn't heard that story, that's when the fly went in Brandy's mouth and it was rubbery. And yeah, it was, it was sweet. Tasted it was sweet. sweet. And I was like something in my and I pulled it out. And I yeah so i was on my beer um all the old episodes of gay pimp with johnny mcgovern or gayest of all time i'm not sure how it's labeled on itunes it's a wonderful back catalog if you're if you're if you've got some time on your hands wonderful it's a wonderful (laughs) back catalog it truly is it's free and um and why not do it it's leah black does leah black like it she loves it (laughs) she absolutely loves it why not <laughs> I tell the girls, I said, Girls Club, why not? I listen to Gay Pippin, why not? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Thank you, Liam. Your kids are adorbs. Rob, sorry I tried to label you as an ex. <laughs> totally racial profiling there with you guys, gaycial profiling you that you were already broken up and you're not. <laughs> um, love these uh, so much. They're going right here, going to get labeled and going on the board. Um, and lastly, we got a gorgeous and fragile hand delivered. Feminora from Sasha Flick, meow meow. I mean, who would have thought? The thing was enormous. Yeah, it had to be handled with care. We had no idea what we were what we were opening no. up, and then all of a sudden, there it was. And the French people, Sasha got to meet our French male proprietors mm-hmm. at the mailbox, mm-hmm. Andre and Ruth. I hope Andre wasn't there because he can be he's intense. But Ruth, I didn't see him, but she was there. Thank you for getting the big package. It needs to it needs to stay up. It needs to stay up. It needs to stay up. I cannot put it on the side. I cannot put it on the side. Oh, she said <laughs> it would go bad. She said it would go bad. So, uh, when you put it in the car, just uh, you know, don't move it okay <laughs> thank you for coming to get it it was so big i was like okay she ma- literally she made it it's so cool it's basically it's a feminora which is a menorah mm-hmm. um a feminist menorah right it's eight glass candle holders filled with sand and labeled with like 
feminist, I guess, icons, <laughs> if you will, who Malala, uh huh. Christine Jazzy Blazy Ford <laughs> Remyow, Jazzy Blazy Ford, <laughs> Elizabeth uh. Warren, Ruth the Gator Binsberg, mm-hmm. Michelle Obama's mm-hmm. us, which great. Um, the Patreon characters mm-hmm. Brandy the Owl and Night Terror, very feminine. Um, fe- mm-hmm. feminist. feminist. So we're really excited because Sunday was the first night of Hanukkah, and um. Now we have this feminora, and it's so perfect for our Hanukkah celebrations. <laughs> it's so true. I kind That's of so want to, and I also kind of want to take it. We're considering Sasha taking it to the hot tea set because we oh. um, we've kind of been doing like Christmas special for hot tea, and it would have been good for our Christmas special for that. Um, and uh, but Johnny, he's that set it's like who knows they'll probably be like did you sign it in because we have this they've got set designers (laughs) and that thing is that's a real tv show that thing so Mm -hmm. we can just sneak it in our area behind our couch (laughs) um so yeah that was really sweet right really sweet really sweet and thank you for that we really appreciated it yeah um and so let's get to i have the shit storm (laughs) You take some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some buck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So there's no shit storm that can compare to the fart heard around the world. Sorry, but like we considered ending the show. Bless you. <laughs> that was a burp. Because that could compare to the fart heard around the world. That's true. That is true. <laughs> because I mean, I, we just it just was shut down after it was just shut down. I'm like done for the year. Yeah. Um, it's it's was I'm still I'm still riding the fart wave. Yeah. Um, it's our two year anniversary, and I feel like we should just you know we got to call it quits. Uh, after our groundbreaking journalistic expose of last week. But the show must go on no matter how boring it is. So <laughs> it's this, already so boring. So this <laughs> I mean, that's what happens when you have such a high. It feels like it's a low, but it's not. Yeah. It's not a low. It's not. Okay. It's not a low. Okay. This I'll try to check in. Yeah, check in because it's really not a low. <laughs> so this week's shitstorm was raging over South America, swirling all around the G20 summit in Buenos Aires, which took place on Friday and Saturday. Okay, so basically the G20 um, stands for Group of 20. Sorry, I killed the Red Bull. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm so thirsty. Um, it's an international forum for um, for governments from the Group of 20, which are Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, European Union, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Italy, Japan, Mexico, Russia, Saudi Arabia, South Africa, South Korea, Turkey, the United Kingdom, and the United States. And then Spain is a permanent guest invitee, whatever that means. No one knows. Um, It was founded in 1999 for the purpose of discussing (laughs) policy which will promote international financial stability. So this was the 13th official meeting of the Group of 20 and the first time a summit uh, and the first time that this summit was hosted in South America or by South America, the main priorities were stabilizing Argentina, figuring out the international regulation of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, which I still don't understand at all. No one does. I, I, I mean, some people do, but no one at no one in the group of 20 understands. Absolutely not. And I saw the other day an ATM that said we take Bitcoin. And I just was like, what is I don't need I'm, what I my don't. liquor store says that. too. That's where I saw it. Oh, it says it on the big sign at the I liquor store. I saw it store. like driving by and it yeah. said, so I was like, what? I, I thought you said it was on an ATM. 
I thought it said ATM Bitcoin. Oh, it I just think that's says what the we take are. Bitcoin on the liquor store. Oh. Maybe it's a different one. Hmm. We're going to drive by it later. Okay. We're going to see. Um, and the other thing that they were dealing with uh, uh, is the U.S.-China trade war. But no one really gives a fuck about any of that. And no one really gave a fuck there because basically on Thursday, which was the day before the G20 summit, Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, pled guilty to all sorts of financial crimes like money laundering and shit, including paying hush money to Trump's hookers, Uh um, Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal or whatever, (laughs) um, whatever her name is. Uh Um, So he pled guilty. And basically in order to get a plea deal, Mm -hmm. he told Robert Mueller that he lied in his original testimony and that Trump was in fact making a deal with Putin during the campaign to build Trump Tower in Moscow. Uh, I mean... I, and it was like, not only it was the whole time during the campaign, like yeah, the, whole, the time. whole time, even right before like the actual election itself, the talks to build Trump Tower Moscow were still happening. And Michael Cohen told Robert Mueller, yes, Trump's campaign was dealing with Putin. Maybe they weren't like... Maybe they didn't write in their diary. We may, I made my deal with Putin tonight that he's I'm collude. I'm officially colluding with him now mm-hmm. to ruin the election and, right. and rig the election for me. Right. But they were definitely dealing with Russia and lying about it. Point blank like this. I have not had any dealings with Russia. I don't even know Putin except he thinks I'm a genius and all yeah. crap like that. <laughs> yeah. In the journal, it is. I met with Russia. I hope that I can build the tower. And you know what they said? They said, like, if we remove the sanctions and like we can build this tower. So yep. like I'm hoping <laughs> That like, dear diary, I'm hoping that when I win the election that they're going to help us win um, legally that like we build the tower in Moscow. And then and and then I also just like made like a verbal deal and said, like, if I make it, you got 50 million dollars. Exactly. So I'm fine. Sanctions, now, a big, th- big washing machine to launder all my money, yeah. a big washing machine to launder all of Putin's. Putin can't get his money into right. America because of that Magnitsky Act. We're going to do it all through Trump Tower Moscow. Exactly. It's perfect. Well, after the after that shit, all anyone cared about at the G20 summit was, of course, Trump, Trump and, Putin and Putin and their journal, what they wrote in their journals, right, <laughs> in their bedrooms, and watching them dance around their secret love and pretend to be frenemies. They just had to pretend, you know, and that is exactly what they did. They they initially had a plan to have um, a formal meeting, which Trump canceled. And then he pretended he was mad about Putin's army fucking with some Ukrainian <laughs> battleships. But really, he just he just didn't want to deal with everyone's scrutiny in, in light of Michael Cohen's big reveal about the Moscow Trump Tower plan. Come That's on. right. Secretary of State. Who is it? Mike Pompeo. Right. OK, so he went on record with CNN. The pomp. And he said that they canceled the that the canceled meeting. Had, so there was an official meeting set up on the books. It was in the agenda. Right. And then all of a sudden the thing goes down with Michael Cohen and the meeting gets canceled. Mm-hmm. And now they're screaming like, oh, we canceled the meeting because of Ukraine and the, what happened in the Ukraine and whatever. And so um, Mike Pompeo went on CNN with Wolf Blitzer and Wolf Blitzer asked him, asked him like, what was the deal with the canceled meeting? And he. And, and did it have to do with Michael Cohen? And Mike Pompeo said, uh, no, that's just a Washington parlor game. Whatever that means. Like a shell game? Like what? Like a... I guess. Like a little... Like you're playing like categories? Or right. Like look mean? over here. Look <laughs> over there. Look over here. Look over there. I mean, a parlor game is just like a game. I don't know. So... And he insisted... Um, he, he said that he insisted calling 
off the meeting. Like Mike Pompeo was on like Air Force One and him and Trump sat down and mm-hmm. were like, and he's and they decided together that because of the situation with Ukraine, they're going to call the meeting off. Right. And, um, right. As if they cared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it was serious this time, even though Trump right. has taken other meetings with Putin, including the main Russia America summit in mm-hmm. Helsinki after plenty of dubious Russian war activities. Oh, with zero qualms. I didn't hear anyone. Zero, zero quan qualms. Quan qualms. Zero quantum qualms. qualms. Okay. Zero um, quantum leap qualms. Exactly. Okay. So now Mike Pompeo went on to say, this is the thing that the American people need to understand about Washington, D.C. It's like an actual quote. The quote, a quote. This is the thing that Amer- the American people need to understand about Washington, D.C. It makes stuff up that is wholly unfounded. I was involved in the decision making process. We evaluated it. We considered the opportunity to speak with him. We considered the message we would send. President Trump made the decision that this was the right approach based on the activity that had taken place in the lead up to the G20 summit. Right. It's like words, words, words. Excuse, excuse, excuse. What's the message? What message didn't you send? What you didn't do was have a fucking meeting. (laughs) And now nothing has moved forward And I mean, I know, and I said this earlier, it's like, I know like he can't win for losing, but it's just like, what was the point of not meeting, you know? So, so now we have this clip of a reporter asking Trump about it during the summit. So the audio sucks and it's like kind of hard to understand without reading the subtitles, but we can walk you through. It's just basically like, what's up with the canceled meeting? And then Trump's Neanderthalic answer. Okay. So... The president suggested his decision to scrap a formal meeting with Putin at the G20 summit had nothing to do with the Russia investigation, but was in response to Moscow's escalating tensions with Ukraine. 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 We don't like what happened. We're not happy about it. Nobody is. And hopefully they'll be able to settle it out soon because we look forward to meeting with President Putin. But on the basis of what took place uh, with respect to the ships and the sailors. Uh, that was the sole reason. The White House. The ships and the sailors. Ukraine. Ukraine. President Trump, what happened? Uh, why did you uh, cancel? Ukraine. 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 <laughs> I mean. Just Ukraine. I mean, what do you want me to say? Ukraine, okay? Like, stuff went down. Didn't like it. Um, it we wasn't We weren't cool. happy about it. No one was happy about no it. No one was happy about it. Not one person. Not anyone. It was unbelievable. It was uncalled for. What happened? Don't know. Don't even know. But I know that uh, just it was what, bad. Whatever went down. We, yeah, we didn't like it, was, it. Whatever it was, <laughs> it just wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. It was, in fact, uncool. I mean, I just really don't understand. If it wasn't about Michael Cohen... Why didn't you go ahead and meet with him and let him know uh, he's an asshole and we want him to let the Ukrainian um, soldiers that he kidnapped go or whatever. Go swing your dick around or I don't know. Maybe is that what they do? They just refuse to meet. That's how you do it. Like well, you met do. with Kim Jong-un. I know, exactly. You met with him. You've pretty much met with every dictator that's including alive. Putin. Including Putin more than once. So, so now all of a sudden problem? we know you're going to build Trump Tower Moscow and you fucking. Nope. Nope. Ukraine. I mean. Ukraine. Okay. Ukraine. And like I said, it's, we were talking about, I believe Putin, they've, they're, they're colluding the whole time. They're in talk. They're so, in oh, connection. Okay. So let's listen. So okay. after 
we hear so we have a clip of Putin okay and then tell your theory okay. so apparently there was some kind of like informal dinner before the official start of the G20 with like the leaders and dignitaries and their spouses or whatever and you know how they do like the pre-cruise <laughs> shindig or yes. whatever the fuck uh-huh. the mixer uh-huh. so Trump and Putin did have some kind of conversation there and um, probably hugged it out like with a bro hug and oh, shit for sure and then Putin gave a press conference with this crackadoo fucking translator, and we'll hear what he had to say about their um, bullshit conversation. Of course, we were there. We were we were all talking to each other. I had a talk with uh, President Trump, however brief, uh, and I asked answered his questions about the incident in the Black Sea, his position on that, uh, and I have mine. But uh, we didn't change those positions, uh, but I informed him about how we view that incident. I think it's a pity that we didn't succeed in having a full-fledged meeting, uh, because I think the time is uh, ripe. Okay, so he said it was a pity they didn't have a meeting. So he wanted the meeting. He wanted them. Of course he wanted the meeting, but that's why I think, first of all, A... It's bullshit he doesn't speak English. I'll say it a million times. I'll never stop saying it. The guy speaks English. He's not speaking English because it's a control thing. He's doing some CIA, KGB, Because he's listening to every conversation and someone as dumb as Trump like forgets he doesn't speak. Yeah. Thinks he doesn't speak English as they're talking shit about him probably. It's beyond. It's next level his whole, that whole thing. The fact that he has a translator, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. He completely speaks English. Yeah. Um, so you think they they planned this? I love that he's like the incident. Oh, is it an incident? Right. That we he. Just, well, I have my position on the incident. You're a fucking murderer and a yeah. killer, and you're tr- a dictator trying to take over Ukraine and not like. Yeah. Is it an incident? Oh, it's an incident. All right, that you caused. Yeah. And so you're gonna kidnap like twenty four soldiers or something, and then two boats and. And it's an incident. I'm I'm so sure. And like, um, so you- I think that I think that Putin did that sort of like as a favor to Trump, so that they could. The, he Putin's gonna stop at nothing to get sanctions lifted because he needs his money, right? So he's trying to help Trump. Like, I think he's trying to cause a ruckus so they could cancel the fucking meeting. Yes, so that Trump would be like, "Look at me. I'm being. I'm. I'm. I'm not colluding with Russia. I'm being strong." And we don't agree. We don't agree with the Ukraine situation at all. Yeah, so no one likes it. We don't like meeting. it one bit. We you don't like it. Being tough sounds like, I don't like that one bit. Yeah. Meeting canceled. Right. I don't like it. However, I'm going to go ahead and meet with you. By the way, the meeting also was canceled because he already had the meeting at the pre-meeting. Yeah, you had the so, meeting where Melania was standing there and Putin's hookers. Oh, the meeting had been done and had. And the meeting was, the Ukraine thing is uh, is happening and you don't need to worry about it. Because <laughs> we're going to... Take out your belts and the uh, Ukraine going to, uh, you know, we keep working on it and you will have Trump Tower soon, 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 soon. But, you know, <laughs> make sure Michael Cohen doesn't uh, do talking. OK. Yeah. Michael Cohen's going to touch a fucking doorknob and find himself dead. Oof, he's going down. Um, so basically, um, Jim Mad Dog Mattis, who's the um, secretary of defense. He's having fucking none of the Russia-Ukraine bullshit. Uh Um, We have a clip of him coming for Putin in an interview with Fox News 
which might be significant if he wasn't about to get fired by Trump at any second. Like, it's like, <laughs> thanks for thanks for weighing in, Jim, Jimbo. But uh, we're all set because you can you can take your carry on luggage and get the fuck on out of the Pentagon. <laughs> I mean, he's about he's definitely about to go. Was, uh the president isn't happy with him right now. I mean, with me. Yeah, we're not going to be happy once we hear this speech impediment either. This guy's a mystery. Where? Those sailors. Unless I'm mistaken, you didn't move U.S. assets after that happened. Uh, how can the U.S., what can the U.S. do to deter Russia's behavior in this environment? Uh, this is a very complex situation because Mr. Putin is clearly a slow learner. Uh, he is not recognizing that what he is doing is actually creating the animosity uh, against his people. He's not acting in the best interest of the Russian people. And he is actually causing NATO uh, to rearm and to strengthen the democracy stance, the unified stance of all the democracies <coughs> together. Excuse me. <laughs> Perfect ending. Perfect <laughs> ending right there. I mean, Putin is a slow learner, which, as we know, he isn't. He isn't at all. He's not a slow learner, in fact, and, any, and he's quite a fast learner. Quite a fast learner. He's the head of the KGB at one point. I mean, he was a Russian fucking spy, the leader of all Russian spies, yeah. the James Bond of, of Russian spies. Yes. He's not a slow learner, and neither are you, Mad Dog, Jimbo Mad Dog. So Julie pointed out earlier, that's that's Jim's endgame. I, I mean, he's doing whatever his mind. He did exactly what oh. HR Puff and Stuff did right before Rex Tillerson and Puff and Stuff both were like, Fuck you, Russia. Remember? And then they quit or got fired or resigned right. or got forced to resign right. right after they took a stand on Russia. Right. And now here he is going, doing an interview with Fox saying, oh, Putin's a slow learner probably right before he gets fired. And I just think he basically said, I don't know. I just wasn't listening. I was sneezing and whatever I was doing. But uh, he said the in the club he was supposed to say something about how he mucked around in the midterms. Right. Did he say it? He st- no, but he he he. That's in the article. Okay, so he, he it was supposed to be in the clip too, but so he mm. he says he mucked around in the midterms. And I'm just like this. Okay. It's not technically illegal for Russia to do anything in our midterms because Russia nothing they do is illegal because they don't follow our laws. <laughs> right. They're not Americans. They can do whatever they want. Now we can sanction them and be like if you ever step foot over here, we're going to arrest you or we're going to whatever with your money. But you know who it's illegal for? Facebook and you know who never gets in trouble fucking Facebook it's like Facebook needs to be shut down if there was one thing that went on on Facebook that Facebook received a dollar for ads or otherwise during the midterms and I don't even care if it was against Donald Trump I don't care whose side it was on Mm -hmm. if you come over here pay Facebook for an ad and it's an election ad or a campaign ad of any sort you need to be shut down I feel, I honestly feel literally, literally serious that Facebook needs to be closed down. It needs to be shut down. I think that. I agree. It's, I don't know how many times they can break the fucking law. We're sitting here being like, we have a whole Mueller team and it's all about, there's 50,000 in the Senate 
you know, like House Investigations Committee. There's all these committees going on to find out if they colluded with Russia. Well, we know for a fact Russia fucked with the elections and we know for a fact they did it through Facebook. So buy Facebook. The only one making money off Facebook is Mark Zuckerberg and his fucking employees. They can all go fuck off. They can go fuck off. And you know um, who got off Facebook? We did. Yeah, that's right. We did. <laughs> and it, that's not even the reason I'm saying it should be shut down. I know, I down. know, I know. But I know, but it's completely wrong. And it's the one vessel that's still being able to be used against, you know, the American people and use utilizing Americans against Americans, people against Americans. Yeah, voting you know what Donald Trump should do? Tri- he should find them. He should go, you know what? Yeah. You want to be mad at me? I'm going to find you and you're going to pay the government money. You're yeah. going to contribute. Yep. And fine, fine, fine. You're going to give back all that money that you took as yep. a profit from Russia, from China, from whoever. Right, but he won't because he's about to a profit from Russia too. So he is... Well, if Facebook wasn't there, they couldn't do it. No. They'd have to use Twitter yep. and there's not even half as many people on Twitter. Right, and, and well, certainly and not, and not the same kind of reach or same kind of like boom, boom, boom. Yes, like people fighting, infighting. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and one thing going to another page and then you have those ad things that right. come up and Facebook is like a cesspool of, of just... Um, thirst trap. It's a thirst trap yeah. fucking clickbait. <laughs> it's all it is. Twitter is a hundred and however many characters. It's different. It's just completely, completely, completely yeah. different. And just like Trump, you can send out an asinine message and then ignore it for the rest of the day. The right. nine gazillion people talking shit to you. Right. Facebook's not like that. And it needs to go. If you don't want Russia to mess with us through Facebook, shut down Facebook. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine the like that's some Masada shit. That's some being like. We're not going to listen to you, Russia. We're all getting off of Facebook. That's right. We're all turning our backs on Facebook. Like the fall of Rome and it's a fall of Facebook and get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. The Jews killed each other on the top of the thing and they were like, we don't want you to come in, Romans. Nope, 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 nope. We're all going to kill ourselves. And that's what they did. That's what we should do on Facebook. The Mark Zuckerberg, then he should do it. He should Masada his company. He should. He's already got Instagram. Exactly. He owns other things. He doesn't need Facebook anymore. Yeah. You have a million other billions you, of ways to make money. Shut down Facebook. And you ruin fucking America, Mark Zuckerberg, you dick. Yeah. Okay, let's get to our new <laughs> segment called Obituary. And that's obituary with a bitch in the middle. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> for the premiere of our brand new segment called Obituary. We created this segment in honor of President George H.W. Bush Sr. who died on Friday. Okay, but this isn't a normal, a normal obituary segment like you'd hear on other news shows, i.e. real ones. <laughs> this is fake news, right, ma'am, ma'am? That's right. This is a dumb gay politics obituary, meaning this is the story of the deceased's life with gays. Basically, how did the motherfucker act toward gay people? Was he homophobic? Did he pass legislation to hurt or help gays? Was he secretly gay? Does he have gay kids, parents, siblings? And whatever the answers are will tell us whether it's an ooh, bitch, or an oh, bitch, ooh, Okay, meow, meow, you did all the research on this. So right off the bat, before you do the deep dive, let us know what kind of bitch we're dealing with here. I'm going to give a obituary. <laughs> okay. Because it could be an obituary. It could be. And I think some people think it is. 
But I think it's an oob. I think at the the uh, you can't you can't deny that at the end it's just an obituary, or maybe it's like a oh obituary. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? A little like, of both. Oh bitch. Oh bitch. Okay, obituary. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Oh bitch. Yeah. <laughs> or like a yeah obituary. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, yeah. maybe you've softened up in and on our two year anniversary. I have completely softened up. It's weird. <laughs> it is weird. As we know. That's music for somebody's dead. Okay. As we know, is it? Is there a is there a standard like a like an old anxiety or whatever? Okay. Um. Apparently, he liked the Oak Ridge Boys. Maybe. Of course he did. Of course he did. Boom. Boom. As we know, George um Herbert Walker Bush has uh died on Friday at the age of 94. The people who cared about him lovingly called him 41 because he was the 41st president. He was also the 41st president to deny gay rights. <laughs> okay. And pretend <laughs> AIDS didn't exist. Sorry to throw salt on a wound, but if we're going to get real, let's get real. Ooh, bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> and from what I have researched about 41, he loved getting real. So Now, I'm no 41 scholar, and the guy did seem decent and nice and had integrity and a huge family. But for gay people, he is not exactly a saint. And that's okay to say, I think. And I watched a couple of docs and read some stuff on him, and I I really did find myself liking him. I really did. Well, we're none of us. I mean, to be fair, none of us are saints. We've all done and said, you know, things that are intolerant to other groups. And also, as president, I mean, it can't be easy anyway, but... um, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. <laughs> At the very least, I have to admit, and, and, and in my and in my softening, mm-hmm. um, I didn't dislike him and I actually respected him and Barbara. Well, can I ask you, is this the kind of thing where he's now being like lionized in death? Like when that person dies in high school, like in a in a drunk driving accident mm-hmm. and you're all like, oh, my God, she was so sweet. I mean, we were so close. And it's like, bitch, you never even liked her. Yes. She got on everyone's damn nerves. She had B.O. or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, the guy he's a conservative Republican and he governed as a conservative Republican. So would we have um, would, or would I can only speak for myself. Would well, we I, didn't like him. Right. I mean, I, I mean, we were two, but who cares? We didn't like him. Ex- right. Like and, and but I, I thought it said he was moderate. That now they're pretending. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, he, I guess maybe then he was moderate. I mean, he he himself, I think, I don't know if he would call himself moderate or conservative. I mean, he wasn't like a. No, I mean he wasn't like Trump. Like I mean a, a like moderate a Tea Party person. Yeah, I mean a moderate conservative. Yeah, yeah, let's like say like yes, right. I would say a moderate conservative. Okay, I yeah, would say that's that. what I meant. Now, for me personally, I'm not into conservative values, so I'm not going to agree with that stuff. However. And also Trump made the Bushes look like goddamn the Kennedys. It is <laughs> unbelievable how and it could be exactly the perspective that we're living through now because of Trump. It could be because of life that has been lived. Oh, it I is mean, both things. And all of the things and feelings and everything and sober and you know what I mean? <laughs> but I am watching this like um, the guy is, yeah, like on par with the Kennedys. Like like he's the same to me as 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 Bill Clinton. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, because Trump has made people we hated s- seem nice and normal. Well, when people you really do, I really have to say that the what Trump has shown a, a, a light on is definitely um, disrespect and and um, 
um, not having humility and being a sore winner and and not being generous not or being philanthropic generous, right yeah and, and not and caring about the country not or care, yeah anyone not, yeah, else not, right it's not, crazy yeah and i can say also i watched the coverage you know all weekend or what was half watching it and was like oh and you I, you immediately texted me like you know george bush passed or whatever mm-hmm. and it wasn't until this morning now this is tuesday morning uh I don't know. I cried. I don't, I just I saw it again, and I was and I saw his friend, and I, and I shed a tear, and I was like, "Have you lost your damn mind? You well, know you're in your feelings when you're crying over this shit." The man's ninety four. I'm like, "It's done, been done." Well, there. I definitely watched this with a new um, eye of for age and for. Um, I, uh, he was beloved. The motherfucker was beloved. He was beloved. Now, granted, a huge family, like, and he came from a time when that's what you did and whatever. And I'm not exalting a person who has a big family that makes them any different. You know, Trump has a big family, too. Right. Then they're all disgusting people and they shouldn't be around us. Right. However, you can tell that there is, like, genuine love and affection and respect and and I'm not making them into saints or whatever, but they, they, you know, that does show the character of a person. And every one of these people is obsessed with George H.W. So did you and Barbara, by the way? Your, yeah. Oh, Barbara died when was it this year? Or was yes. It last she year? died like within a month of him. Right. No, I thought that was a few months ago, but mm. it was this year either way. Yes. Did you include in this the thing about Bill Clinton? Their friendship? Yeah. Um, no. Okay, well, I just want to say you can um, cut that question out. No, you can, but what? No, that, but I wanted, I, I just think. wanted, I'm saying you can cut that little part out where I asked you that. And then I just wanted to say, um, he, he, I think he was genuine with his family because they showed this letter that he wrote. So he was only one term president. I know you're going to get into it and I keep interrupting you. Um, and Bill Clinton won the second, for mm-hmm. his second term, he mm-hmm. beat him. Um, and he was also Ronald Reagan's vice president, mm-hmm. which I didn't know and mm-hmm. was horrified. And I was like, this should be called dumb gay politics because my ass didn't even know who Ronald Reagan's <laughs> vice motherfucking president was. And I never knew it was George uh-huh. Bush. Uh-huh. I was horrified. I was yeah. like, oh, God, I, don't let me tell my mom. My mom's going to be like, Brandy, get an education uh, with a college degree. Don't even know that shit. It shows you what an education is. But no, um, no but you can have a full <laughs> education. Not know there's some things that you, you know when you know. That's it. Now, yeah. you know. So now, you know, At this point. So, so what? Yeah. It's trivial. What factoids. is it going to do for your what for your life? Yeah, you his, know what I mean? History is really just it's it's all just game show fodder. Well, and also it depends on what you like and what you're interested in. Yeah. You know it's what, what I mean? I'm saying is it doesn't help you when you're getting in a fight with someone in the Gelson's parking lot. No, it does not. But it does help you win, you know, a mid-level game show type of thing. Right. Or if you're <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But he wrote this letter to Bill Clinton after Bill Clinton had beat him. And I'm sure that was horrifying and, and upsetting. And he he not only wrote him that letter, he did a he did so many jur- he did journal entries. He wrote everyone letters. He was in his family, right? Fa- not just family, friends, anyone he'd meet. He would like write someone a letter. It was nice to meet you. Thank you I for love blah blah that. blah. Like he he did love a thing that. with letters with everybody, and he also did jur- uh, voice um, recording entries. And when he lost to Bill Clinton, he's he's talking into a thing. You can hear him being like, well, I tried my best and he's crying. I did it and I'm going to just go on. Yeah. Like he's. Oh, that's so. so he, well, the letter that he wrote or the note, I mean, it's not a letter, but it's a note. It is so sweet to yeah. Bill Clinton. It's like, 
you're going to do great. Yeah. You're outstanding. Like these, like, I can't really don't give take, you much advice right. because I don't, you right. know, obviously I sucked as president or whatever. Right. It's like very <laughs> right. humble. Right. And then at the end, like, I'm honestly, bud, I'm really rooting for you. You're going to do great for this country. I was like, I have never in my life seen a more generous and genuine yeah. winner. I mean, yeah. loser, yeah. like pass that on with Gracious. such grace. Yeah. Very, I was so impressed. Yeah, I was impressed. That was very inspiring because the amount of grace that he had in general. And I was like, Bill um, Clinton, why don't you go finger an intern again? Yeah, I mean, for, say what you want about the HW. I don't know that there was any sexual scandal with him, except maybe later when he was in the wheelchair and apparently grabbed people's asses. Yeah, when but, he like <laughs> felt people up in the so, wheelchair. So, I mean, you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> God, okay. But, um, like, but then they're showing footage of him and Barbara and like him like kicking her in the butt and her like smacking his ass. I mean, they... They had he was clearly a playful and also he's the president like those guys. Barbara can grab my ass. <laughs> I have she a feeling like she would have wanted to. She doesn't seem like that kind of gal, right? They're so interesting. Like <laughs> I definitely found myself fascinated and could find be obsessed with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and he isn't and I always imagine the bushes and I connect them with Texas, but they're not. They're Connecticut. Like there's a weird thing like he grew up in Connecticut. He's East Coast, that guy. Yeah. And but now, of course, with W and everything, it's Texas and Texas and Texas. But in in there, it's just an interesting thing that they they really are like the Kennedys. They are yeah. East Coast like the Kennedys. They, they come, come from, from that privilege. kind of money. Yeah. Um, and when they showed the compound they lived on, I mean, you would die. And even the Bush twins and stuff. They were from Austin. They lived in Austin and Austin is like its own island in Texas. Right. Like you're not in Dallas with big hair, eating right, steak, being right. shit kickers. Like, right. come on, guys. Right. No, you're in Austin. <laughs> right. Right. Like, you know, it's completely different. They all speak of him with tears in their eyes. Anyone who talks about him, whether it's his friend, his family, they will get to a point where they are choked up by him. The He, he had this effect on people. Now. Now, as I had said, for LGBT people, it's a little different. So <laughs> now, and, I, and I'm coming at this, obviously, like, with my you old... You don't have to justify that you have grown <laughs> grown um, some empathy and some tolerance for views that are different than yours and also an understanding for an older generation and someone of power that is the fucking 80s, late 80s, early 90s. Like, it couldn't have been that easy to be like... right. Yeah. Fuck yeah, dicks and asses or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing um, that I watched in this movie that I found quite moving is, yes, it's the 80s, it's the 90s. No one was talking about, no one of uh, the non-gay or progressive ilk was talking about AIDS or gay people or, and nobody and no one, including the Clintons and including Obama, was standing by gay people. No one stood by gay people until Obama did in like 2012. We've been used as scapegoats from the beginning to the end. We're still being used as scapegoats and I don't give a fuck and I'm, and sorry, and I know Obama's come around and they all eventually come around because they all don't care unless on paper they say they're against it. Right. But then they, in their heart, they aren't. And if we forgive Obama, right. we should be able to forgive. Agreed. Because we certainly forgave the Clintons. Yes. And I agree. And that's what I, and that they're to me, they are now all one and the same period. That's the a end. great point. Great point. So like, you know, and um, Bush also, again, it's same with Obama, same with the Clintons, maybe not so much using religion, but the Bush, Bush is like um, evangelical. He's fuck into Christianity. His Billy Graham was his spiritual advisor. Billy Graham was a spirit. This is an important relationship to know about, too, that 
um, Billy Graham was George H.W. Bush's like best friend, and they were he was a spiritual advisor. Billy Graham was one of. Well, the, tell them who Billy Graham is, Billy, just in case they're too young or cool. So Billy Graham, <laughs> Billy Graham was given the moniker "quote America's pastor." Um, Barf. Yeah, he gave spiritual advice from Truman to Obama. By the way, he gave spiritual advice to Obama. He was the one-on-one presidential spiritual advisor for 60 years, and, but he became the closest to H.W., but he also was a spiritual advisor for George W., and, and he, George W., said that um, he helped him get out of alcoholism and... and, and uh, get that coke, honey, yeah, that, that cocaine lifestyle. addiction. Right. That Gra- lifestyle. Right. Now, Graham was a preacher of love and tolerance. However, he also support. Now, here's the thing with Billy Graham. So Billy Graham was like the first major televangelist he did that kind of thing where he's on TV and he did those huge thousands of people and aren't those the guys revivals always swindlers? And, yes. Okay. <laughs> so he he was uh, an interesting character because he would preach love, tolerance, walking in the foot of Christ, Christ, <laughs> Christ, Christ, Christ. But then he would support the war in Vietnam and he was caught on tape telling Nixon that the Jews had a stranglehold on the media. <laughs> so he was a hypocritical religious leader as they all are i mean that's just that's just all that's oxymoron just, that's you don't true. need or it's a double negative yeah however but he did he did integrate his revival meetings so in the in the during the civil rights movement he did let he did integrate his revival meetings which no one else was really doing at the time but then he would stay silent or he wouldn't show support for things like the march on selma and stuff like that so he would do things kind of in private and he wouldn't do them in public and then in public he would do things that would be more appropriate for the base, so to speak. We're talking about George Bush now. We're right? talking about Billy Graham. Okay. So um, now this is, for example, b- quote. Let me say this loud and clear. Is this Billy Graham or George yes, Bush? This is Billy Graham. Okay. Graham responded to a young woman who wrote to him in 1974, confessing her love for another woman. He said, "We traffic in homosexuality at the peril of our spiritual welfare." This was after Graham had claimed homosexuality to be a sinister form of perversion that was contributing to the decay of civilization. He never wavered in that feeling, and he and the and the Billy Graham um, conglomerate became huge, and it's still around. And his son took it over, and um, he's just not. He just was. He and just he was isn't. George H. W.'s best friend, right? So like actual real best friend or fake friend. best friend? According to everywhere, they're fr- they're friends. They're really friends. But he was like a spiritual advisor. He'd go to the White House and he would give spiritual religious advice. Now. Um. Anyway, I wanted to say that because this is the kind of person H.W. is surrounding himself with. He's still, yes, he's conservative, he's Republican, he's rich, he's white, he's all of those things. But at the same time, he really did, he was, um, from all things that I can see, like he was trying to be open. He did, um, this was important, he did, hold on, okay, so he he was conservative he was republican and all that stuff and he did say um i can't accept as normal lifestyle people of the same sex being parents i'm very sorry and i believe in the traditional family values and the best shot that a kid has is to have a mother and father that love that child that will educate that child that will care for that child but to glamorize lifestyles that are in my view not the normal lifestyle i don't approve of that i don't want to censor it but i don't approve of it could be worse. And what year was that? Do you uh, have that or this no? This was in 92. 
It could be worse, but it's so. I mean, he does say I'm sorry. I kind of felt like I'm talking out of my ass here, but it kind of seemed like he had to say it in some respects. Well, he was saying it in 92 while he was campaigning against Bill Clinton. And I think he knew that he was losing and that. And again, he's scapegoating gay people. And and I do think that he believed that it's not normal. I do. You know what yeah. I mean? And well, he, he probably actually, a certain age. I think he probably actually believed you're at a disadvantage with two moms and two right. dads, but it's like, well, you're at a disadvantage with just one and, and none, which many of these kids right. have zero parents. Which he's, they're not having that. He's not having that kind of, no, that kind of awareness. So, okay, that sucks. And they never talked about AIDS and he was part of that crisis and he didn't help and he didn't do anything. I thought Ronald Reagan was the main. Well, Ronald Reagan was the president, but he was the vice president and he, would, oh, he, he okay. didn't do it. He Here didn't we go. do this it. This is why I need to know that he's and the he, vice president. <laughs> and, um, However, um, it was him who eventually enacted anti-discrimination protections as part of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which he signed into law in 1990. And he also signed the Hate Crime Statistics Act, the first federal legislation to recognize sexual orientation as a protected status. Oh, my God. Well, that's cool. So he was... It's like, I know that gay people and we want to, you know, and it's horrible and they were quiet about AIDS and so many people died and it was an epidemic and they didn't do anything. And that this is all true. But I think it's a, a, unfortunately a, a, a symptom of the time and he was caught up in it and he, you know, believed the hype and drank the Kool-Aid. But at the same time, there was something gnawing on him. There was something gnawing yeah. on, against on his heart that he knew he had to do. He wrote. He was like, "This something isn't right. Something isn't right. Yeah. Something isn't right. And people. So, were, yeah. And you're not you're not awake until you're awoken. That's true. And then if, it, you, if you acknowledge that you're awake, yeah, that's yeah. what's important. I mean, too. and it doesn't matter when. And just like I learned from Reverend Pam, <sighs> there is no timeline. And you're given all the time in the world like to to have your awakening and there's nobody's unfortunately when you're in power you don't want to be legislating against people but he i do think he tried and the other thing is um uh and there's obviously this other issues in the war and of iraq and he's and money and taxes and whatever but um in the movie that i watched there was a gay staffer and this is in the 90s so early 90s who didn't want to come out but he was he basically told his colleagues he was gay and they were like, well, are you going to tell the president? And he was like, I don't think I should. What if they fire me or what am I going to do? Like, I can't, wow. tell him I'm I can't tell him I'm gay. Like, don't getting t- fired don't for being him. gay. I swear. It's like it's like, you know what I mean? It's like affirmative action. It's like the it's like it's crazy. We it's don't crazy. realize how recently this stuff was. Like how People recently? are getting just fired for being gay. That's it's like we can't even fathom it. I'm telling no, you, it, we can't people born in the 90s. Like no. kids, it's like they cannot fathom that we cannot fa- at all. I can't even fathom having to go fuck someone in the fens bushes because you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. being a gay guy, like having to go, it's like they're degenerates. They're fucking in bushes. Like, no, they're in bushes because they have to be. Or walking down the street and you just look gay and you get beat up. Uh, and right. you're like, I'm not even gay or whatever. Right, you know? right, right, right. So the staffer um, basically was like, oh, I don't, know what, I don't know what to do. Well, George Bush found out that he was gay. He So he went to him. Well, I'm sure they all know. I mean... Plus, it it's like Terry. Like, we know, <laughs> right? Right. You're a bachelor, <laughs> so he. It's nine. You're the dressed, 90s, You have a you pocket have a, square. Like no one mustache, else is doing that. Right? You have a mustache <laughs> right. that's very <laughs> Freddie Mercury. You're slightly buff. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing jeans. You're and good looking boots. in your forties, which is also unheard of. <laughs> you're so tucked in with a belt that's <laughs> yeah. very tight. Yeah. So, um, 
he said to him basically and I'm paraphrasing obviously but he went, he said listen I um I want you to know that I know and and or I can't remember maybe he told him or whatever it was and then president Jordan Bush said listen I want you to know that um you know I'm it's it's okay with me and whatever like the old speech of it's okay with yeah. me but what he did say that I found to be moving that I did shed a tear was he was like and if I've ever made you feel dehumanized or less than, I am so sorry. It was Aww. never my intention to do that. So I feel like... Well, tell him the story about the lesbos. So then, so that was, and that's in the 90s. So he was already having the feeling. He already knew, he knew that, that dehumanizing other people was wrong. He knew it. He knew it. And it's all fun and games when you're like, making a speech because you're being pressured right. to try to win the election by a whole, by the Republican national you right. know, committee or convention or whatever. And then it's like, but then you say you group these people into a group and yeah. then an individual walks up and goes, I'm gay. And you're like, mm. exactly. And I think he was, he was sensitive to that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't really know. This is just my, my perspective or whatever. So, um, Later in his life, and apparently he and Barb had some gay friends, not... As you do. You can't help it, quite frankly. Rich gays. And if you have a big family, half those motherfuckers are gay. Oh, yeah, you know there's gays in that family. Probably one of your twins are gay. Oh, yeah. Because that's a common... That's a commonality. Barbara or Jenna is a gay, gay, gay. It's not Barbara, is it? I thought it was Barbara and Jenna. Um, Did they name one of them Barbara? I thought so, yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ashley, is your twin gay? Oh, it's always twins, twins, twins. Weird. I like it. I like when both twins are gay. That does. Happen. Actually, I like it when both and then one or the other. I like that, too. Like when it's one or and or both. I like one gay, one straight and both gay. <laughs> That's both of those combos are fun. Yeah, because twins are weird. and It's fun, like getting into how weird they are. Wouldn't it be weird if it was triplets? Two are gay. One is not. Yeah. And the one is not. It's like, yeah. Triplets are the weirdest. They're yeah. so good and so yeah. great. You can just sit for hours and just be like, you're weird. Yeah. You know, so in a good weird. way. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. So they have all these gay friends, apparently. And also Barb. Barb was into the gays. Barb was like. That's why I said I wanted her to grab my ass. And I think Barb would <laughs> want to have wanted to. She, I mean, they seem like they were really in love or at least loved each other. Yeah. You they know what I mean? Partners, and partners. A bit in an empire. Partners in an empire. You know. Um. But she seemed like she could have swung <laughs> the other way. Uh, you know, just not for nothing. So they had not the gay lesbo friends. They had the lesbo friends. The lesbo friends got married in 2013. They had them come be their witnesses. And this is when George is already in a wheelchair. And like they are old. They're probably in their late 80s by at this point. Right? Because he's 94 in 2018. This is 2013. Yeah. He's in 89. Okay. So he's uh, almost 90 at a lesbian wedding. Okay. Barbara's in some dress Please don't invite sash. me to any weddings when I'm 89. I am not <laughs> trying to go. I am really not trying yeah, to. Yeah, no. So. I don't even like them now. They, <laughs> so um, he then was had. So he went to the wedding. There's pictures of them together. They signed their marriage thing. They were the witnesses. They Barb were the and, witnesses. Yeah. They were like they're good friends. These two lesbians. So they, <clears throat> they then they wrote this thing up that said that. So Georgie W had. A um a biography or whatever he called his publisher and he was like I, I gotta talk to you because well I went to this lesbo wedding and uh you know it doesn't really you know what it's 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 nice good for them I, people should all be happy who am I to stand in anyone's way of any happiness oh he went so and- change it in my biography oh, okay. please and just say like I guess I've mellowed or whatever yeah that's nice and like 
you know, and I think too when 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 he talks about the letters and he talks the letters to his kids and he's just saying like um you know as you get older these things change and you do mellow and you cry and you are emotional and you want to live your life to the fullest and do what you want and don't let anyone stand in the and it's just like the motherfucker had a good attitude about life he yeah. did and um you know I I Which just is probably why he had such a good one and it's probably why he had such a good one he was jumping out of planes when he was ninety. And um, in my opinion, 41 was a decent human being, and he took his non-gloaty, ambitious, competitive, USA-loving, God-fearing ass into politics. He did talk out of both sides of his mouth, but I believe he really believed both sides and was constantly trying to come to terms with decency and integrity and what's right and wrong. And I know I'm not getting into how he pinched women's asses in his wheelchair. I just can't. But I'm sure he wrote (laughs) journal entries about that, too. For him and his belief systems, I believe he believed in integrity and faith and really never wanted to hurt anyone and did the best he could, even though it hurt a lot of us, and continues to do so when someone says they don't think you're normal. But at the end of the day, who gives a fuck? As long as we get them to legislate on our side, let them all think whatever they want, and who wants to be normal anyway? So RIP 41, I hope you, inf- I hope you find Barbara and find peace in the next phase of your normal afterlife. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, so this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a So There's That moment and all of the bad and upsetting political shit that happens every day around here. <laughs> This is kind of a landmark, so there's that, since this is the two-year anniversary of this podcast, and that means Julie has suffered through this fucking segment over 100 times. And I wish that meant that we were retiring it, but it doesn't. (laughs) People like it, and quite frankly, they need it. It's like self-care for cynics that Trump has now turned into hopeless nihilists. So what is your two-year anniversary, so there's that? God, that gives it so much more pressure. Well, we all know you phoned the shit in. Okay, good. Ring, ring. Who is it? It's so there's that. Here I am. Well, as we know, the G20 summit has come and gone, and there really wasn't much good come out of it. Per usual, Trump embarrassed us, and we got to see Putin do dick slapping with Saudi Arabian murdering tool, the crown prince. But a little tidbit that was kind of hidden against all the embarrassing news is a little something that is really the reason that So There's That even exists. Now, I love the Trump drama and the high school level tantrums and competitions he has with other leaders such as Justin Trudeau, the world's most sensitive Canadian leader. Love him or be fucking annoyed by the guy. He's really quite harmless, except for his accent and his annoying voice and face. And the fact that I call him Justin Thoreau. That's right. And Justin Thirst. <laughs> row now apparently at the g20 summit something pretty special happened donald trump signed the u.s mexico canada agreement usmca on friday usm sico (laughs) yeah usm sico jacques and i on friday at the g20 summit in argentina Argentina. (laughs) the agreement contains uh protection okay so the this is this is the thing okay and this is not long this is just a short the agreement contains protections, a protections provision insisted upon by Justin Trudeau that ensures LGBTQ workers are protected from discrimination. May I say this again? Now, here's what ha- happened was. 
a letter signed by a veritable who's who of anti-LGBTQ Republicans had urged Trump to reject the agreement unless the protections for LGBTQ people were removed. Oh, my God. Who, what kind of who's who are we looking at here? It won't say. Oh. You, I think we know who. I think we can guess who. And if Lindsey Graham, if you're on it. He better not be that mm, fucking gay ass. I know. You better not put those names in there. You know, is I mean? this going to be is this going to be confidential or what? Because <laughs> I put my name in anonymously. But if boyfriend. not, then I can't because I, I respect John McCain too much. My boyfriend's going to find out my, my daddy. <laughs> my daddy. Um, they, OK, saying that a trade agreement is no place for the adoption of social policy and said the U.S. quote has the right to decide when, whether and how to tackle issues of civil rights, protected classes and workplace rights. We're not going to make sure gay people get jobs. No, or keep them or aren't discriminated right. while on them. <laughs> now, added in the letter, it is especially inappropriate and insulting to our sovereignty to needlessly submit to social policies which the United States Congress has so far explicitly refused to accept. <laughs> the letter urged that keeping the provision would not allow the administration to rescind Obama-era protections, all about Obama-era shit, for LGBTQ workers that Republicans have been working diligently to trash. Why hide your name? Why hide your name? Why again, hide your name? Again. Why hide it? Again, right? This should all be public. Now, Justin Trudeau gently and nicely and righteously swooped in and said, look, we're not signing this thing, okay? (laughs) Unless gays are covered, eh? That's how we do it in Canada, okay? And we're not going to get into some gross agreement where you're firing homos and killing children. Okay, come on, Trump. Come on, come on, come on. Let's do this. So the USMCA, which replaces the NAFTA agreement, the North American Free Trade Agreement, which had created a free trade zone between three countries back in 94. The deal will require ratification by all three countries, Canada, Mexico, America. Oh, North America. Uh-huh. North America Free Trade Agreement. That's right. <laughs> the biggest change this deal makes really is to the automotive sector, and we're not going to get into the whole thing about that. Let's not. Ultimately, and to be honest, NAFTA and this trade deal is super confusing, and I don't, understand it (laughs) but what i do understand is that the deal is supposed to help middle class workers and supposed to regulate wages and what can get manufactured and where as to also help the workers whether that's true remains to be seen but what is seen is that justin eyebrows trudeau got on his gentle horse and forced trump and pina nieto to sign the thing and make sure that gays would be protected and let's remember trump signed it so there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. We love you guys. I know we say it every week, but please sign up for our Patreon podcast if you haven't yet. Go to www.patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. And for $1 a week, you get a whole extra hour-long podcast about everything but politics. And the best part is we don't talk about the Patreon and on the Patreon. <laughs> no, the Patreon is not about politics. <laughs> or uh, the Patreon. Or the Patreon is yeah. just... 
You, life it you, just is yeah, you it never just have is. to hear please sign up for the patreon nope. on the patreon and check out our new website www.julieandbrandy.com we have all of our live shows listed there with links to buy tickets we're doing seattle in two weeks on december 12th that's december 12th in seattle at the um unicorn narwhal and then new orleans on january 19th at the mellow mushroom and now austin on february 16th at spider house cafe are you looking forward to those <laughs> I am I am looking forward to those. I think those will be fun and I think it's fun to travel together and to go yeah. and do this stuff and you know, create and we're, new we're living adventures. our dreams. So we hope we get to meet the fourteen listeners. You guys come out and see us. We'll see what happens after Austin, then yeah. we'll give up. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And it's two years old, bitch. Wow, we're a toddler. <laughs> How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty grooving you want something visual that's not too abysmal we could take in an old steve reeves movie i'm glad we caught you at home could we use your phone we're both in a bit of a hurry right we'll just say where we are then go back to the car we don't want to be any worry well you got caught with a flat wheel how about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite. From transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you... Stay for the night. Right. Or maybe a bite. Right. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation but maybe the rain 
is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. <laughs> <laughs> 